There's some days you'll never forget, like the day the doctor said, you have kidney cancer. It rocked my world, and I was sure my fate was going to be just like my mom, who died at 65. My son, in his 20s at the time, gave me some wise words. Mom, be patient. This is just God's plan for your life, and everything is going to be okay. Stay tuned because today we're going to talk about that kind of patience and how do you maintain that patience in the middle of severe and serious trials in your life. Welcome to episode 41 of the Well-Versed Woman podcast. I'm Renee Teller. And I'm Teresa Morgan. You see, Renee and I are two perfectly imperfect women, as we say every week, and we have a heart to share our life's journeys and our faith with you. What we love to share is the relationship we've developed with God. This podcast is all about relationship. It is not about religion. But before we get started, we know in order for that relationship to flourish, we need to plug into the power source. So every week we ask that you stop right now, be very still, close your eyes, open your ears and open your heart and invite God in to speak to you today. 20 seconds starts right now. That's it, that's 20 seconds. And I encourage you to grow that absolutely every morning when you wake up. Take time to be still. Take time to ask God to direct every step of every day today. I promise you he'll do it. You need to ask. But back to this craziness, when I was diagnosed with the cancer that took my mom's life, it was three whole months from the time I was diagnosed until the time of my surgery. I think that was the three longest months of my life so far, Teresa. I just wanted to get it over with. I wanted to get that tumor cut out of my body and get on with my life. And that wasn't the only patience I needed. It was proven over and over again that this was a lesson that God was going to teach me throughout the subsequent months and even years of my life after that. And I have to say, coming out the other end all this time later, I am so thankful and grateful for that journey. It changed me so significantly and brought me into this beautiful, higher relationship with God. No question about it, Teresa. Renee, I think it was one of the three longest months of my life too. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, Renee, I think about those three months as well. And as we were going through that together, praying and believing God, I became stronger too. And it reminds me of the verse that we're going to couch on today, James chapter 1, verse 2, which says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. 
but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Wow, patience has a desired outcome. Patience has a purpose. And of course, it's not that God gives us sickness. No, no, of course, he's our healer. But God allows us those opportunities so that we can learn and we can grow. And there are things happening within us. There there are seeds of strength that are producing a tree that is well-rooted, well-grounded, so that we start to stand tall amidst life struggles that come our way. We're in this world. We are going to have trials, tribulations, challenges. Of course, yes, there's such joy in life. There's such goodness in life. But there are also the things that we like to think of as our nemesis, the the struggles. You know, I think many of us wake up and say, will this ever be over? But it's that very, those very times, Renee, that we can answer it and we can say, yes. And while I'm going through it, it is producing a desired outcome, strength in my soul. Yeah, so true. It's hard to understand, but if I stop and think about the fact that I would never know the beauty of light if I didn't know darkness, then you begin to understand that the deeper these trials are, the more beauty you recognize. I don't think it necessarily means that the trials are beautiful. I think we just recognize the beauty in things in a different way. I certainly recognize the beauty and joy in life so much differently. And I bet that's true for anyone that's gone through a life-threatening diagnosis. You just appreciate every day all the more and you see the beauty in it and you refuse to let yourself go back to that old thinking. It's a whole new perspective, a whole new world. And so when you say, Teresa, that James, the book of James says, count it joy when you encounter various trials, you realize that you can count it joy as difficult as those are. And when you're going through something, it's very hard to stop and say, wait a minute, I got to count this all joy. I know it's going to be brighter on the other end. But the more you experience those times, the more you experience darkness, the more beautiful sunshine is. I think about, Teresa, where you are right now, which is my hometown in upstate New York. And I happen to be in Florida and our winters get very, very dark. They get very, very gloomy and cloudy. And when we come down to Florida, we're just amazed that the sun is shining every day. I mean, it's that simple an analogy, that simple a dichotomy. That is great, Renee. I I love that analogy because truly that is what it is like going through a challenge, a trial, be it for a day or a moment or be it for months on end. You know, when we look to God and we look to the promises of his word, uh, the Holy Spirit can get in there and can start shining his flashlight on, on truths. He can give us that staying power that does produce for us, you know, what he calls an internal weight of glory. 
I love what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. It says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Renee, you know, when you were going through the tumor kidney diagnosis and when I was going through the tumor rupturing, we encouraged one another. We did not lose heart. And the Bible goes on to say, even though our outward man is perishing, I don't think any of us know anyone (laughs) whose outward man is not perishing day by day, right? We all get older. But the Bible says, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction. The Bible calls it it our light affliction, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So as we have discussed in this podcast, we are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. But what God is saying is, I'm in there. He's saying, I'm in there during the challenges and the trials. And like gold that needs to be refined in a furnace, I'm in there. And wait till you see what is going on in your spirit. There is an eternal, eternal means a forever work. So what God is doing in us is going to produce for us forever. Once we step out of these bodies, right? Once once our spirits go on to be with him, there is a forever glory that is happening in us now. And when I think about those trials, Renee, when I think about the challenges, I think, wow, they're not for naught, meaning there's something being produced. There is something glorious going on that God wants to use in this life, and he also will use it, as he says, in the ages to come. Something just struck me, Teresa, and that is so cool that everything keeps moving. Everything keeps moving. You were saying in the scripture in Second Corinthians, even though our outward man is perishing, even though we're aging, our inward man is being renewed. Our inward man is anti-aging. Our inward man is growing. So in every darkness or in everything that looks gloomy, there's brightness coming out the other end, the other side. That is so cool. It really is. And I isn't that the ultimate anti-aging potion, right? <laughs> we have it we have it within uh, when we know God and and the the Holy Spirit is doing his work. But when we think about, okay, you know, Lord, what is my purpose here on earth? And how do you want that purpose to be lived day by day? I think about, okay, here on earth, God commands us, Renee, to love one another, right? So how best are we an agent of love? Well, we're more suited when we have the patience to stick with someone through something. That's really where our love heals can kick up and really be a really good helper to people in this world, demonstratively show the patience of God that has been worked through us. I've had people say, how can you be so patient during this trial? And it's because I've let patience have its work in previous trials, 
over and over. And now I can come in and be calm. I can come in and bring the wisdom of God into a situation. But more so, it can show, I can show people that love is patient. Love is kind. Love endures. In Renee, as you know, I'm going into 1 Corinthians chapter 13, right? The love chapter that we hear at weddings often. But think about it. If patience has a perfect work, and if the Bible says, and it does in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, love is patient, that we could say that patience has a work of love, right? So love is patient. And so when an individual can be mature and demonstrate patience in a very trying situation, that really speaks volumes about our faith in the Lord. And it also speaks volumes and helps another person go through the situation with a calmness and with an anticipation and a hope that things are going to be fine. I love too what John 15 verse 12 says, love one another. You're talking about love and it's so needed today, this patience and love, Teresa. If we could get just that one thing, if we could put that on our posted note and put that in front of our, for me, in front of my face every day, but love one another as he loves and prosper in all things with character produced by patience. Just thinking about the fact that my patience can produce something big in me encourages me to be more patient. I need a, I need a motivation. I need a clear-cut reason. And the first thing that you remind me of is to go back to the Word, especially today, especially where we're living, where we continue to be bombarded by changes, by things that are rocking our our footing. I keep feeling like we're stepping on squishy sand every time we walk out the door, that things are changing. And what can we do? We can be patient and we can love. Just that alone would change everything, wouldn't it? It sure would, Renee. And again, you know, our calling as Christians, yeah, I I love John chapter 15, verse 12 as well, because, you know, God says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Wow, that's a tall order. That's a tall ask. But yet, God is right there saying, hey, my love has been shed abroad in your heart, Romans 5, 5. And I will help you be that great lover of mankind, of the people that you come in contact with, so that you can help them through the trials. Boy, could you imagine if we all went through trials with love and patience with people around us helping us, then all of a sudden that person allowed patience to have its work. And and it can be a beautiful effect that can start to spread where people are more confident and that's where that's where love love can grow, Renee. Also true, Teresa. I think about what comes first, the chicken or the egg. You know, do we go out and be kind and do we be patient and do we, you know, this whole idea that it's a big circle. You just start, you take a step forward, you think about and consciously, deliberately make an effort to be kind and love the person in the grocery store. And then the chain starts to happen, right? 
that's exactly correct. The change starts to happen. And what I love is how Jesus goes on to say in John 15, if we look at the verses in uh, 16 and 17, he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. And then he goes on to say, whatever you ask the Father in my name, in my name he may give you. These things I command you that you love one another. So it's the greatest calling in life, right? It's it's the greatest potion, if you will, antidote, if you will, is, is to love. And that love, you know, Renee, I'm thinking about my little granddaughter who came upstairs this morning, Nani, Nani. And I always loved, I love to bend down and, you know, get on her level. And it's the love that I'm putting into her that I'm showing because I have patience. Yes. Do I have a million things on my agenda today? Yes. But I stop because I'm patient enough. I've, I've allowed the work of patience to take its course. And I'm patient enough to put, in, put into her, give her my time, love her. And you know what? There's 60 years between us in age. But that love, what I'm putting, that fruit that I'm putting into her will remain long after I'm gone. And I believe that's what Jesus is trying to get over to us today, that every day, the love that we give out, it's going to remain long after we're gone. And I love that it has a work. It has a work in our character. And after we're gone, you know, Renee, in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 to 7, it says, God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together by Christ and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And this is where I wanted to lead, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So there are ages to come. You know, I want to encourage our listeners today. There are ages to come. I say it this way sometimes. This life is not the be-all in the end-all. Yes, do your best. Allow patience to have its work so that love can flourish and grow and you can be a good lover of your family and of your partner and of people that you meet. But do your best on, on earth in this life but don't be don't be mistaken the character that is growing in you that weight of glory in you that God talks about in your spirit God will use in the next life and in the ages to come when we're with him wow it reminds me of a conversation i was having just this week with friends down here and we were talking about even the ages to come teresa in this life, of course. And we talked about our different families and how things get passed from generation to generation. And when you start that with your granddaughter, your granddaughter's already a step ahead of where you might have started. And we talked about the generations in the past and we were saying things like, well, it just wasn't like that back then. Or People didn't do that. Uh, dads, it wasn't a co-parenting thing. Dads didn't change diapers. I mean, put it in that kind of perspective where if I start practicing patience 
and exude that with just our own families. Forget about the impact we can have on the entire world, which is great. We can have it in ages to come, each within our own families, each within our own genealogical line, however you say that word, genealogical line, passing that along. And the second thing that rung loud to me in that scripture and in our conversation is my word for the year. Believe it or not, my word for the year is practice. And practice means to put into action, right? So practice patience, that if I practice patience, really practice it. Like that means every day, deliberately focus, think about practicing patience. That is loving. That is loving people. What a great thing today in the world we're in where everything is so fast and everything is so furious and our attention span, somebody said our attention span now in the studies, I I probably shouldn't quote this, but like four seconds or eight seconds, right? Our attention span is so crazy short because of technology, because of how fast we're moving. Patience is, is a lost art. So if we just can practice patience, that is loving, Teresa. Mm -hmm. Sure is, Renee. I was on the phone yesterday with a gal, and it was a payroll service that my company uses. And it it was a very frustrating scenario because they were dropping the ball. But what was so beautiful is I was patient. I, I was very patient and I was complimentary toward her because she was handling a very frustrating situation. She kept saying, I see where we dropped the ball. I can see it in the in the notes. And I said, you know, I said, I want to, I want to compliment you. I said, you sound like a, a young woman. And I said, you're doing such a fabulous job. I want you to know that. And oh my goodness, her countenance, Renee brightened and she was just overjoyed because it was difficult and just acknowledging that and just being patient on the other end helped her and I believe that was the love that was needed at the moment and you know what from that she called back a little I think within the hour she said hey this is what's going on now we're we're straightening this out for you and what a beautiful outcome it was because patience has been cultivated in my life thank you for this lesson today because it is not my middle name I think I've said that in episodes before and this reminder to use patience to love one another I think that's just a great way to end this episode, Teresa, and remind us all about that tiny little word, patience, and to practice patience. Amen. You know, as the saying goes, it truly is a virtue, Renee. (laughs) Patience is a virtue. That's fantastic. What is, Teresa, our favorite scripture of the Well-Versed Woman podcast? Absolutely, Renee. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Thanks so much for listening. Bye now. 
We're so glad you're here today. And we'd like you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we will send you a well-versed woman journal in the mail where you can keep track of all these great little daily motivations like practicing patience. We also have a Facebook community group. Just ask to join the Well-Versed Woman Facebook community and we'll let you in there where you can ask any questions you want. And lastly, the show notes of every episode include the scriptures for that week's teachings. You just need to scroll down until you find the click and the link that takes you right to the show notes that you can review and print out. Remember, the Word of God and meditating on that Word, faith comes by hearing, like we say, is what is key to changing everything in your life. Until next week, we love you. Bye now.